Hello, hello, hello. What is going on with you today? This is Cedric with Purely Fluent Podcast. The Purely Fluent Podcast. Um, the Purely Fluent Podcast, excuse me. <laughs> and um, I just wanted to share something that was on my mind today. And um, I was talking to my wife on the phone, saying goodnight to my son. And... Um, I brought up to her, I said, did you see that Tyler Perry was giving away food? He was giving away turkeys and everything like that, you know? And um, she said, yeah, I saw that. I said, that's pretty awesome. That is pretty awesome. You know, we both said the same thing, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then I said, I said that Oprah Winfrey need to be doing stuff like that. You know, she needs to be doing more stuff like that, you know? And then my wife said, well... She does. She's been doing stuff like that. And, but I said, yeah, but you know what, though? Tyler Perry and Oprah Winfrey and LeBron James and people like that, they need to be, they need to be planting schools all over the United States. Okay. You know that education is the big problem in the black community. You can give me a handout, okay? You can give me a handout if you want to. But I would rather have a good education, a better education, a great education. And that is the problem in the black community that Democrats and the black community is ignoring because of politics. And that is what I'm going to show you today. Um, this is one of the biggest indictments on the Democrats and the black community um, as it as it uh, re as it relates to um, the place of African-Americans in America today. Everybody knows is education, you know. People are always, you know, they'll, they'll just use education. Oh, you know, you need to get a good education. You know, since we were in elementary and middle school, they will always tell, oh, you need to get a good education. You need to do good in school. How are you doing in school? You know, you will hear people like, you know, um, Oprah Winfrey and, you know, uh, basketball players and football players. Oh, you know, um, uh, blacks need better educations, you know. Um, and they are always pushed to education, right? Because we want equal opportunities to be successful in life. Um, but when it comes down to the actual issue of education is what I'm going to show you right now. And you really want to listen to this because I'm really going to break it down for you. Because what I figured out when it comes down to the issue of education, it is the most one of the most neglected areas of Democrats and the black community has allowed Democrats to neglect this area for them while the Republicans are serving this issue up on a platter, a platinum platter, if you will, going, going from the platinum plan that Trump has. And this has been since George Bush and probably before George Bush. I don't, I don't, I don't know about before George Bush. I wasn't old enough to really know what was going on in politics, but I'm old enough to remember that that George Bush did something with education, and some of you may not know know about it. But this goes from George Bush to President Trump, and 
this is not going to change anytime soon or ever with the Democrats, okay? And what it's, what it's going to really show you is how they do not care about the black community. They do not care about what happens to black people. They just want their votes. And this is a slam dunk case where it, it, it will show anyone who is honest that um, this is the issue. This is the reason why you're seeing so many riots in the United States this year. Um, so many black interactions with the police, negative black interactions with the police, um, the word systematic racism. Okay, if you're going to use that word, I don't believe in it. But if you're going to use that word, start in the schools. Okay, but the problem is, is that when people throw around all these big words, systematic racism and institutional racism, and it's all this stuff like that. And, you know, uh, Trump is a racist and all this other kind of stuff. Republicans are racist, you know. Um, Democrats are for us and all this other kind of stuff. When they throw all these things around, um, and there's so much anger at Trump and, and, and Trump and the Republicans, when they throw all of these things around, the problem is that when you get down to the issue of education or um, when you get down to the issue of empowerment of black people, and it starts with education. Am I right or wrong with that? Okay, so it's going to start with education. Even if you have parents that are bad, if you can get to a school that is going to give you a great education and you can get through that school, hallelujah. If if you can get that education starting in elementary school, you can't wait until they get to middle school. You can't wait until they get to um, high school. It's already too late, y'all. Is is already too late. Now, this is a great message that you can give to your Democrat and liberal friends. Um, and some of them will listen and someone will will some of them will agree with you. Or if you're debating a liberal, this is a great place to start right here to show how bad they're treating black people. OK, but also for Republicans and conservatives and Christians, we have a responsibility as well to make sure that we carry this banner of education for the black community and that we focus on educating, um, on planning schools and doing it ourselves. Because what Oprah Winfrey and, 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 and I just brought her name up just because it's Tyler Perry giving out the, you know, turkeys and that's great. That's awesome. And everything like that. Right. Um, and Tyler and Oprah are really close together, okay? So, that's the only reason why I bring up her name. And she's a very intelligent, educated woman, you know. Um, so, you know, she understands how important education is. Tyler Perry understands how important education is. LeBron James understands how important education is. That's why, that's why he built a school in Cleveland. He built a school himself in Cleveland. For kids, he has an academy in in Cleveland, in Akron or Cleveland, wherever he's from, and that's super. That's awesome. He had to do it himself. Okay, he had to do it himself. So what does that tell you? Um, the local cities, and um, that Democrats run mostly. If you have a predominantly black school, 
chances are um, you were living in a predominantly black city, okay? Many of the schools, and, and I'm going to introduce you to a mother and a daughter who's going to give their testimony about this um, as well. I'm, I'm going to let you hear a short clip, um, and they will talk about their experience in Washington, D.C. school system. And, um, but if you're African-American in a, in a, uh, city or even a rural area, chances are you're going to get a bad education. You're not going to get a great education. You're not going to get as a great education as a Caucasian person would get. And Ice Cube is going to point that out too, as we go along through this podcast and, um, they're all saying the same thing. The problem is, is that when it comes down to a solution, all of the people that I, that I just talked to you about, Oprah, Winf Oprah Winfrey, she's going to be endorsing Obama in one of the clips, okay? Oprah Winfrey will not say that she's for school choice. Not, not that I know of. She won't go up to... Barack Obama and say, Barack, we need school choice. Bar Barack Obama is not for school choice. Guess why? Because he's a Democrat, okay? He can't be for school choice, all right? Because they have to, you know, back the public schools because it's political for them because the because the, um, the teachers' union, they're supporting the Democrats. The Democrats are supporting the teachers' union. And so it's a whole system set up so that black people would not get the best education possible. They they can't get school choice. Now, what happened in 2003 is President Bush signed into law an executive order that allowed black kids or children in Washington, D.C. to have a voucher where they can take their money and they can go to whatever school that they wanted to in the District of Columbia. So a lot of black children went to pub, um, went to private schools and their, oh my God, <laughs> their test scores skyrocketed, y'all. It just skyrocketed. Um, I remember hearing one, um, one stat, math scores up by 90%, reading scores up by 95%, and you're going to hear their, hear their testimony in just a few minutes, so. I'm going to play a few clips for you real quick. First of all, the poverty and the pain that's going on in our country right now, not just black people, but many people will benefit from, from this educational change um, where we actually care about people who are low class, um, um, poor um, and lower middle class or even middle class. Um, these people, they need school choice. We need to change our education system. And if you talk about and, you're, and if you're talking about helping black people, since that's so popular this year, you know, throughout the years, it's been a, it's been something that Democrats have been using over and over and over again. If you're talking about helping black people, education is where you have to start. Of course, it's, it's the family first. Okay, it's the family first, first and foremost. Okay. But people don't want to talk about the family. They don't want to talk about personal responsibility. I went to Ice Cube's website um, with a contract with Black America. And he doesn't want to talk about personal responsibility. You know, um, Now, he has some other good ideas, but he doesn't want to talk about personal, personal responsibility. 
actually he is basically talking about school choice, but he doesn't say it because he can't say school choice because it's a Republican idea. <laughs> he can't say it because it's a Republican idea, but that's but that's that's basically what he's saying. He's saying that we have to get away from the way that the Democrats have it set up right now. Okay. He's saying that we have to get away from that because black people are being hurt by it. But what he won't say is that George Bush fixed that problem. Barack Obama got into office and he reversed it. Donald Trump got into the office and then he reversed what Obama did back to what Bush did. He can't say that. He can't say that because he's an African-American. Um, but I love... But I love that he came out, he put his neck on the line more than ever this year. Um, but I don't think he went far, he went far, he went far enough. Okay, I do not think that he went far enough and that's a problem. That's a problem. Even though I love what he did, by coming out and being nonpartisan about the issue of helping black people, he did not go far enough because you have to tell the complete truth. Because if you want to fix these problems, these are hard problems to fix as you know, um, Chicago is hitting records of people dying this year. Uh, Philadelphia hitting records of people getting shot. People, um, people dying this year. Um, um, carjacking is up all across the country. You know, um, oh my God, Minneapolis, Seattle, um, Houston, Dallas, uh, so many places around the country. Black people are hurting really, really bad. Okay. People in general are hurting really, really bad. And of course, it's the education system that is the core of everything. We, we, you know, we already know that. So let's see here. So let's go ahead and play the clip here. This is Tyler Perry handing out turkeys and things in Atlanta. All right. Tyler Perry is getting into the spirit of giving, and today he's providing the food for thousands of Atlanta families. In need ahead of the holidays, we have a reporter there on the ground, Mara Sirianni, joining us now from Tyler Perry Studios in Southwest Atlanta. Mara, judging by the traffic, there is definitely a great need for this this holiday. There is a great need for this. Food insecurity is always a problem. However, this year with COVID, it seems like it's and the need is greater than ever. But you saw a crash showing the the views of the traffic. It was not easy to get here. I'm actually standing at the gate right now. I'll take a step out of the shot. You can see some of the food pallets, but again, people have been lined up here for hours. As we know, Tyler Perry always gives back to the community. He is doing it in such a big way this Thanksgiving. 5,000 meals. That is uh, what they're distributing this morning. Groceries and gift cards. It's called TPS giving. This is a... All right. So that was from 11 Live News. And, um, yeah, so she says that, you know, people are standing in line for hours for this stuff, you know, for, for this aid, for Thanksgiving, you know. Um, and, you know, people are really hurting. She says it's not easy to get in here, you know. Um, and, yeah, people are lined up. Um, they're hurting. If, if you don't really need it, you're not going to stand in this line, Okay. And, um, and so that's what's going on. And so I applaud Tyler Perry and other people for giving to charities, um, and for doing the work that they do because they do do good work. Right. Um, but I don't want to, I don't want you to give me a handout. I want to be able to accomplish something myself. Tyler Perry, 
Oprah Winfrey, they understand all of these things, you know. Um, Barack Obama, you know, he understands all of these things, you know. You want to go and do it yourself. Well, why don't you think about that when you think about the people, the um, black people who are in poverty, the black people who are in the ghetto, the black people who are, who are um, struggling, the black people who are in jail, the black people who are being shot and killed in the streets. You have to get these children. You have to get these people when they're children. You can't wait again. You can't wait until they get to middle school. You can't wait until they get to high school because it's too late. You have to get them when they're in elementary school. That means the whole nation needs to revamp the way that it does education. We have to revamp our whole education system. Um, so let's listen to Miss Oprah Winfrey endorsing Barack Obama. Cheered for the newest person on the presidential campaign trail, Oprah Winfrey. Backstage, somebody said, are you nervous? I go, you damn right I'm nervous. The media mogul spent time addressing Barack Obama's experience because the other candidates criticized Obama for not having enough. And what I know is, is that experience in the hallways of government isn't as important to me as experience on the pathway of life. Almost everything Oprah said received overwhelming cheers from the crowd. And Winfrey's biggest cheerleader may have been the man she's speaking about. Oprah Winfrey, the more we've known her, the more spectacular you realize her character and her soul is. This is a wonderful person. We love her. I'm grateful for her being here. Someone in the crowd cheered for Oprah to become the vice president. <laughs> you want Oprah as vice president? Oh, isn't that cute? Isn't that cute? <laughs> that is from the AP archive. Um, so you have such a cult of personality in uh, the black community, you know, for people like Oprah and just in general and just in general for people like Oprah and Barack Obama, you know, um, just such a cult of personality. They love them so much. Um, but Barack Obama was a political um, appointee with political goals, and it had nothing to do with the black community. And again, if there's anything that will point you to this is what he did with the DC voucher program. And as a person who is, I put my son through private school. I'm not rich. I am, um, let me see, I will... I'm not, I'm not sure exactly where I would, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm like not even middle class y'all. I would be considered in the poverty range. Probably I'm not even sure, but, um, I am not even middle class, but I put my son through private school because I want him to have the best education possible. Okay. I work hard so I can put my son through private school. I wish I had a voucher to so that I could choose the school that my son goes to to make sure that he gets the best education possible. And every African-American person, since, since, since we're talking about African-Americans now, since this is a year of the African-American, we can't seem to do anything without, you know, government help. We can't seem to do anything without, you know, somebody, you know, helping us or Whatever, whatever, whatever. That's what the Democratic Party portrays us as, okay? And Cube, to his point, on his website, he talks about that, okay? Um, so, again, I'm going to give Ice Cube a lot of 
uh, applause for him stepping up and getting angry. He's angry. You're going to hear him talk in a few minutes, but he's angry about how both political parties have treated African-Americans. But I'm going to show how Ice Cube is so wrong about the Republican Party. He's not he he either does not know what President Bush and President Trump did for the African-Americans, the exact same things that he's asking for, or he just can't see it. So even though I want to, I'm going to give him a lot of credit, but at the same time, we cannot have stuck with this issue. We have to make sure that we are doing what is right for people, for human beings. Again, I'm just pointing out this thing with the African-American community, even though I'm saying this for every person, for every human being, for every... Uh, American citizen deserves school's choice, but let's just talk about the black community since, you know, we, we have been made the, you know, um, the, uh, the charity of America. Okay. That's how they treat us. Like we're the charity of America. You know, we just got to have the help of the democratic party. We just got to have the help of the government. Okay. Okay. So let's just talk about it then. Let's talk about what the democratic party is doing to African Americans. Okay. Um, so, we just heard, you know, that love fest there. You know, the media has had a love fest with Barack Obama. African-Americans have had a love fair with Barack Obama. Uh, and, you know, all of these uh, black celebrities who are so pro-black. Oh, um, yeah, you know, we got to have a black Barbie. We got to have a black this. We got to have a black that. You know, everything has to be black, right? But why are you ignoring the issues that are really affecting the black community, and that is education, school choice. You won't say that you're for school choice. I've, I've talked to people who I know, and when I tell them that I'm putting my son into a private school, um, or that, um, or I tell them that we're going to a white, a, a predominantly white church, or whatever it is, and we're doing it not because we're looking at oh well there are white people there or <laughs> whatever. No, we're looking at the quality of what we're getting and what the quality of what we're involved in. Okay, and um, they're they're upset, they're angry because we're putting our son in the best position possible. Because, well, shouldn't they be around more black kids or shouldn't they be in a black school or whatever, 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 whatever. And, uh, and I'm not going to tell you who's, who, uh, what family member or whatever said, said these things. Okay. But cause I don't want to throw them under the bus and put them out there like that. But it's important for you to understand the mindset of black people and of people in general, when it comes to what is best for African-Americans, um, they want my son to go to a public school. Now, um, another kid in the family goes to a public school. He's being bullied. Um, he's getting into a lot of trouble. Um, he's getting suspended. All these things are happening to this other kid, you know, and I look at my wife and I say, uh-huh. So... What would be happening if he was going to a private school or a better school in a better situation with the same things would be going on with him? You know, OK. Um, so now that's not me, you know, being judgmental. That's just me pushing back at people who don't understand because we've because we've because we've had the, you know, the conversation about school choice before, you know, 
they're not for school choice. And it's like, why aren't you for school choice? Oh, you know, I think <laughs> they'll, they'll even say that they think that school choice, I mean, that school should be segregated, that there should be all black schools and all this, and all this other kind of stuff. Okay, whatever. Okay, um, even though that's supposed to be a step back, I thought. But they'll even say things like that, you know. But even if you just mean, just just think that black kids should go to public schools, okay. Um, how about having school choice? And that is a big issue um, because Democrats don't want you, don't want anyone to have the choice to pick their school. Let's listen to the next testimony here. That would be my question. I want to send in big block letters with a 46 font. Why? Please tell me why. Now, this lady that you're hearing right now, she is, she might be Hispanic. Hispanic, African-American. Um, she has a daughter who is going to a really bad school. She enrolled her child in the voucher program under President George Bush. This video is from 2009. President George Bush put the program in, he enacted the program in 2003, okay? President Bush left office in 2008. President Obama came in in 2009. Guess what happened in 2009 when President Obama got into office? Let's see here. Let me put it up for you real quick. that pulled up maybe I oh here it is right here I put it in my gonna copy this real quick and put it back in I put it in my email <laughs> okay so the DC Opportunity Scholarship Program the DC and this is coming from Wikipedia the DC Opportunity Scholarship Program provides scholarships to low-income children in Washington DC for tuition and other fees at participating private schools. The program was federally funded school, was the first, ooh, now listen to this now. The president, the program was the first federally funded school voucher program in the United States. It was the first, it was first approved in 2003 and allowed to expire for the first time in 2009 under the WHO, the Obama administration. The program was reauthorized under SOAR, SOAR, the SOAR Act, in 2011, but again defunded at the end of the second Obama presidency. The program was reinstated under President Trump. <laughs> now, um, now, let's listen to these people's testimony. Now, now these are live people, real people. I'm going to put all of this, all, all of this evidence that I'm, that, that I'm putting out here I'm going to put it on my blog, purelyfluent.com. Go to the blog and you will see all of this evidence. You can watch the videos yourself. You can read the articles yourself. Um, and because I have a lot of documentation here. Let's see here. So let's listen to Miss um, Ingrid, I think her name is. Why? My name is... So she's talking, to, she's talking to Barack Obama because she voted for him, right? She said, now, I don't think she says it on this video, but on, but, on, but, on, but on another video, she says, why? We voted for you. And her and her and her daughter are, you know, just saying, why? We voted for you. You know what I'm saying? So let's continue to listen to her. It's Ingrid Campbell, and I'm the proud mom of Mercedes Campbell. So I got this letter, and the first thing in bold, 
All I saw was congratulations. And that's when ah, I was so happy. That letter was sent to inform Ingrid that her daughter Mercedes was accepted into the DC Opportunity Scholarship Program, also known as the DC Voucher Program. The program provides about 1,700 students with $7,500 per year to use toward tuition for whatever private school their parents choose. For Ingrid, the voucher has been nothing less than a godsend, a chance to get Mercedes out of one of the most expensive yet worst performing school districts in America. She now attends Georgetown Visitation, a well-regarded area prep school. DC Public Schools have the worst test scores or some of the worst test scores in the nation. That's Virginia Walden Ford, who's been a leader in the D.C. school choice movement for over a decade, ever since her son William got a scholarship to attend a private school. This is a community that African-American males just don't do well in. Drug dealers and violence just follows them around. I believe that being able to choose a school that was safe and um, a better environment for William saved his life. Both William and Mercedes were given a chance to attend private schools through scholarships. And Mercedes is just one of the thousands of kids who have benefited from the D.C. voucher program. But working with congressional Democrats, the Obama administration has effectively killed the program despite this pledge. Secretary Duncan will use only one test when deciding what ideas to support with your precious tax dollars. It's not whether an idea is liberal or conservative, but whether it works. Okay, so I must say here that Barack Obama came into office in 2009 with a Democratic Senate and also a Democratic uh, House. So it was the, he had the executive branch, he has the House, that's the legislative, legislative branch. He has both of those branches. He can do anything that he wants. He can't blame the Republicans because this is a Republican um, um, program, okay? They would have voted for this. They would have said, hey, you know, let's keep this, right? But he decided not to, okay? Um, also, Ice Cube, on his website, he talks about how, uh, again, that, you know, we want to get away from having um, districts, basically, based off of taxes, school districts based off of tax income which is basically wherever you live is they get the taxes that comes out of your paycheck based on where you live that goes to your school district and that's how it works. So um, on his on Ice Cube's website, he's saying, well, it should be equally, <laughs> it should be equally di distributed. And again, I'll leave a link to this on my website. Ice Cube's contract with Black America, it says the tax, I mean, the income that goes to every school should be equally distributed. It should not be if you live in a wealthy area, you have better schools than if you live in a poor area, because most likely the poor areas are African-American areas, which he's right, right? Now, the problem is, is that the Democrats set this up. <laughs> this is what the Democrats set, set up, and this is what... This DC voucher program is what Republicans set up to stop that from happening. And so Ice Cube says, because this lady right here is saying that is basically saying the same thing, okay? What what the answer is, okay? Um 
The problem is, is that there's a lot of money that still goes to the African-American schools. The problem is, is that the education is not going to get better if you put more money in the schools. That's not the problem. The problem is not putting more money in the schools. The problem is having good schools, okay? And that school is going to, um, that's why we need competition in schools. Like, if we have school choice that will open up competition, the public schools will be in competition with other schools. And that's what it's all about. But Democrats would do not want African-Americans or anybody else to have school choice. So this is why this is huge. But let's continue. Last two evaluations, last June and one that most recently came out, indicated that the children aren't making significant gains. Indeed, a recent Department of Education study found that after three years in private schools, students who came into the D.C. voucher program when it first started had a 19-month advantage in reading over their public school peers. Not only that, but parents love the program. So much so that there are four applicants for every available slot. Now Mercedes has grown and blossomed and matured into a young lady that can make decisions on her own. It's different. And so if you look at a documentary, I had to stop it real, real quick because I have to stop it every now and then so that I could just, um, legally I have to, um, legally I have to, so, um, but if you look at a documentary like Waiting for Superman, it lays out very well these problems and these issues. And there's other documentary as well done by, done by liberals who understand these issues and these problems and understand that vouchers are the solution to these problems or at least a better way out of these problems. Um, and so whether it's charter schools, whether it's private schools, um, we have to do schooling a lot better and it's a big part of the solution I'm not, I'm not saying that it's everything but it's a big part of the solution i go to visitation like i approach things differently it's like a whole new world basically i'm just as bright as the girl who goes to, who grew up in arlington and goes to the public school arlington or who's been in private school all her life i think i can achieve just as much if only i had the opportunity we need to fight because this is the only way we're going to say not just the program, but our kids. Everything else that they can shut down, or everything wow. else they can advocate for, they want to take this one thing away. Mm-mm-mm, my goodness. Glory be to God. Um, <laughs> those people right there, they're experts, and I'm, I'm getting a little, uh, a, a little emotional right now. Those people right there, they are experts, okay, because they have lived it. They live in Washington, D.C., very tough place to live. Have you ever driven through Washington, D.C.? I've driven through Washington, D.C. for uh, um, before. I'm from the city. Um, I'm from an area of the city where there was a lot of drug dealing. You know, um, you could hear, um, you know, I know people who have gotten shot and killed in the drug game. Um, it was, you know, it was going on in, in my neighborhood. Um you know, I know a lot about that. But when you drive through Washington, D.C., <laughs> it's rough. These people are experts about hard living, um, not having things, and trying to make a better life. Now, what are the people who are in sitting in mayor's offices, Democrats, and governor offices and state capitals, Democrats 
and you say that you care about black people, why don't we have school choice? We don't have the money to send our children to private school like Barack Obama has. We don't have the money to send our children to private school like, um, like, well, Oprah doesn't have any children, but if she had some children, she would be sending them to private school. We don't have the money to send our children to private school like LeBron James has, you know. So why don't our children have the opportunity to have a great education when Democrats are running the education system, the um, the Democrats and their political allies, they're running the education system. So why did, why did, that's what this young lady is was asking in 2009, why? Of all the programs that you could take money away from, why would you have to take money away from this program when actually it was not about money? Because if you listen to the rest of this video, you will see that this program was a lot less per student. It was a lot less to, to send these children to school at a private school where they was getting a much better education than it was to send them to a public school. Now, so again, it's not about money. It's not about money. So let's go to Ice Cube. Um, let's see here. Ice Cube is going to tell you exactly how angry he is and upset. And he's going to paint a picture for us about basically what the problems are. And I'm going to show you how President Trump has um, already answered his questions. But I don't know if he knows it or not. Or again, I don't know if he can actually admit that President Trump is not a racist. President Trump is actually doing more to help black people than 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 the Democrats have ever have have and will ever do for black people. Um, and it is something that black people have to wake up to and to admit if they want what's best for their children and and for the black community. So let's hear what Ice Cube has to say here. Yeah, now's the time to do a deal. You don't do a deal after the presidency. You do a deal before, like every other group. So this is what we want to do and to get... I mean, I don't understand why us asking for something is so controversial. You there. Um, and not just... Okay, so let me set this up for you real quick. This is Ice Cube and April Ryan. You're probably familiar with April Ryan. Um, she's a White House correspondent, African-American woman. Um, she has had a lot of <laughs> back and forth with the Trump administration, with Trump and, and the Trump administration. Um, she's a very outspoken correspondent, liberal. And um, so she's interviewing Ice Cube about the contract with Black America back in August. OK, this was before the whole thing blew up with Trump about Trump and Ice Cube uh, meeting and everything like that or, you know, working together, quote unquote, or whatever. OK, so. Um, Ice Cube comes out with something called the contract with Black America after the riots, I guess. Um, he sits down and again, I'm not sure if he started this with uh, before the riots or after the riots or whatever, but he's done it. So I give him great credit for it. OK, unlike Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter is talking crazy. They're talking crazy. They're, they're talking about defunding police, abolishing the police abolishing the jails. Have you heard that yet? They just came out. Now they want to abolish the jails. Okay. They're not serious about helping black people. Okay. Um, and, and that was what Trump was talking about. You're going to hear Trump later 
um, talk about Black Lives Matter and everything he says is right on. He's so like, it's like, it's almost like he bla he's black <laughs> because he's nailing everything from a black perspective. I understand. And believe it or not, there's a lot of black people who understand that Black Lives Matter is not a group that's for us. Okay. Um, unfortunately, people won't strong, won't come out strongly against Black Lives Matter. And that gives them power because the mainstream media and the Democrats are, are going to say, oh, Black Lives Matter is a good group. They're good for black people. They're saying that because they know that they're not good for black people. And that's exactly what I'm talking about right now is that Democrats and the mainstream media, they're not for black people. Even though they're like, oh, we love you guys. So we just love you guys. We're going to make sure you're okay. You know, but no. Um, what Ice Cube is for is a, is is is, diametri is diametrically opposed to what Black Black Lives Matter is for, but I bet you Ice Cube won't won't even denounce Black Lives Matter, okay? And so that's the problem is you can't have it both ways. You can't have it both ways, okay? Um, so let's listen some more. Saying thank you for what you're giving us. You know they put out a plan. We're supposed to be like thank you very much. Um, and and just wait for them to do that? Or do we say, well, we, we, these are some of the things we want. These are some of the things that could help our communities in a major way. And you have to consider them. And if you really want our vote, do them. Um, if you really want us to show up and show out, do it. What do you want? <laughs> okay, okay. So that's great right there. Um, this clip is off of a YouTube channel called Living Witness TV. Um, so I give credit to the organization that is providing this video, um, this audio. Okay. So what Cube is really talking about, he's really talking about the Democratic Party. He's not even talking about the Republican Party here. When he says that we need for politicians to do what they say they're going to do um, and really come through for us and really offer us, a, us something, he's, he's, he's talking about the Democrats. And, and this is clearly why. Black people don't give Republicans the time of day. It's Democrats who black people are voting for and they're not getting anything from them except for food stamps and government handouts. That's all black people are getting from the Democratic Party. And Ice Cube understands that. Ice Cube knows that and that's why he's so angry. That's why he is so angry. If you listen to the rest of this clip, this guy is angry, man. He, You don't hear it there. Um... But you might hear it on the next clip that I'm about to play for you. But I wanted to point that out that Ice Cube understands, just like a lot of black people understand. A lot of black people don't vote um, because they understand this. Um, there are black people who will vote and they'll vote for Democrats, but they know that nothing's going to change. So what's the problem? The problem is, is that if you would vote for Republicans instead of Democrats, then you will have a, then you will have a better outcome because Republicans actually have programs that are pointed toward helping black people, not handouts, but programs that will help black people to, to have better lives. Um, and we just talked about what George Bush did and what also what Donald Trump did with the school voucher program, which is super duper awesome. I love it. I love it. I love it. As a parent who sends my own son to a private school and um, is very expensive for me to send my son to a private school, I love the school voucher program because I want every 
parent to have the opportunity to send their child to a private school um, with all the mess that's going on in public schools. Oh, my God. Um, yes, I want every child, especially, um, again, since, since, since we're talking about the black community this year in 2020, how about that? How about having school choice? Um, so let's go to the, let's see here, the opportunity zones that President Trump started. Okay. Um, I wonder, does Ice Cube know about the opportunity zones? Since you're talking about, well, we need something, we need something for, for, for our votes. The Democrats would say, well, you're getting food stamps. Um, you're getting government housing. Um, you're getting government health care. Um, so what else do you want? Like, <laughs> you want good schools? Uh, no, we're not going to give you good schools. Um, you want to start a business? Um, why? We're, you know, we're, you know, we're taking care of you. Okay. So here is the opportunity zones, um, from Wikipedia. Um, I've actually never really looked into the opportunity zones. I heard about them, but I didn't really look into them too much. You know, I kind of know what it is, but let's read more about it. Okay, an Opportunity Zone is a designation and investment program created by the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017, allowing for certain investments in lower-income areas to have tax advantages. The purpose of this program is to put capital to work that would otherwise be locked up due to the asset holder's unwillingness to trigger a capital gains tax. Aha! So basically, the rich person is not worried about the capital gains tax as much as the poor person who is trying to get into the uh, the next level of economic opportunity, right? So if you're a poor person, if you're African-American, if you're a poor person in the inner city and you want to start yourself a business, then this will give you an upper hand um, in doing so, whereas before that was not available to you. Um, let's see here. Opportunity zones were proposed by Senators Tim Scott, Cory Booker, and Representative Representative Ron Kine and supported by Sean Parker's Economic Innovation Group. Okay. Now, I don't think that President Trump and the Republican Party did a great job of talking about this. They should have been talking about it a lot more. Um, but they talked about it. Okay. Um, there were a lot of um, cons conservatives that were talking about this. Black conservatives that were talking about this. The problem is black people were not listening. Okay, they didn't care because it came from President Trump. It 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 <laughs> because it came from the Republican Party, so they didn't care. Um, to them, Trump is a racist. The Republicans are racist, and the Democrats are you know Moses. You know, the Democrats are you know the disciples. They're the apostles from the Bible or something like that. You know, so um, and that's the reason why. That's part of the reason why African African Americans are suffering so bad in America, is because they're trusting the wrong people, and um, the Democrats could not be more hypocritical, and more condescending to the black community, and that's what Ice Cube is talking about here. He's talking about how, hey, we want something for our vote, <laughs> and but the problem is that the Democrats are not going to give it to you. They're not going to give it to you. Okay, so so let's just see here. Right. So let's listen to Ice Cube talk to Chris Cuomo um, about working with the Trump administration. Let's see here. 
So you're going to hear a little bit of Ice Cube's frustration here. This was on October 16th. So this was after everybody heard that Ice Cube was working with the Trump um, administration. Um, the Platinum Plan is the second iteration of after the Opportunity Zones were, you know, for black for the black community to help businesses in the black community to help, you know, economic uh, progress in the black community, not food stamps. Trump was not about to take away nobody's food stamps or anything like that. You know, you already got your food stamps. All right. You already got your, you know, government housing and, and, and health care, you know, government health care. OK, great. Wonderful. Right. But this is for businesses, okay? For someone to start a business, I want to start a hair business. I want to start a barbershop. I want to start, you know, and we're talking about the guy here who made a movie called Barbershop, right? Um, I want to start um, a, um, I want to buy cars and, you know, um, start a car dealership or something like that. You know, um, whatever you want to do, right? You know, um, you have a business that you want to start. This is to help you to get up in life because everybody's always talking about systematic racism, institutional racism, you know, it's not made for us to, to succeed in America. You know, everything is against us, right? You know, well, re the Republicans are trying to help you with that. And I wonder if Ice Cube actually knows that there's not just one party that is that we can choose from as African-Americans. There's actually two parties and we have to honestly compare what both parties are putting before us honestly you know we can't be like this party's bad and this party's good automatically how about let's compare let's actually compare what we're getting here instead of having a blindfold you know um over our eyes to what the democrats are doing bad and having a blindfold over our eyes for what the republicans are doing good that's not going to help you so let's listen to ice cube talk to um chris cuomo i think his name is chris cuomo Ends are a little misleading. How so? Um, well, the platinum plan is not my plan. I came up with the contract with Black America, um, and I didn't run to go work with any campaign. Both campaigns contacted me. Both campaigns wanted to talk to me about the contract with Black America. One campaign said, we love what you have, but let's really dig into it after the election. And one campaign said, we love what you have. Uh, what, do you mind talking to us about it? Okay, so let me stop it right there. <laughs> one campaign said, we love what you have, but let's talk about it after the election. That's the Democrats. The other campaign, the other campaign said, we love what you have, and let's see about putting it into our own plan. That was the Republicans. <laughs> All right, so let's keep on going. And that's what I did. So I didn't run to nobody. And uh, so that was real misleading to me. Um, well, I didn't say you ran you know, to anybody. I said that you had taken a pivot. Well, you, you you said I ran over to the Trump team instead of the Biden team. That's just not true. Well, uh, but you are working with me. the Trump team instead I'm, of the Biden team. And people are giving you heat for it. What do you say to them? Well, I'm willing to work with both teams. But I'm just working with whoever is willing to work with me. So the Trump so if you look at Cuomo's setup before he starts talking to Ice Cube, basically, he's trying to call Ice Cube a hypocrite because it's like, okay, so Q, you were rapping against Trump 
when he first got into office saying that he's working with the Russians and stuff like that. Now you have changed your tune and now you're working with him. And, you know, Ice Cube got a lot of heat for just talking to the Trump administration, just talking to the Trump administration, as you might remember, as I try to remind people as much as possible, President Trump, before he got into office, he was tweeting to Rahm Emanuel, the Rahm Emanuel, uh, the mayor of, of Chicago at the time. Chicago was just coming off one of the worst bloodbaths that they have ever had. A lot of black people died under Barack Obama in 2015. They hit a record. In 2016, they came down from that record, but it was still a lot of black people who died in Chicago. And uh, what President Trump did is he sent a tweet to Rahm Emanuel before he got before he got into office, y'all. Before he got into office, he, he sent a tweet to Rahm Emanuel to Rahm Emanuel, and he said, "This has to stop. You need to clean this up, or I'm going to clean it up." So, but Trump doesn't like black people. Trump also met with Steve Harvey, um, and I think Trump asked Obama to get in contact with Steve Harvey and asked him to sit down with him because Steve Harvey said that Barack Obama asked me to talk to Trump. Well, Barack Obama probably didn't ask Steve Harvey for, for any, any ideas. He probably didn't come to anybody in the black community and say, hey, how can we help the black community? He didn't come to Ice Cube. I can, I, I can promise you that. He, Bar Barack Obama didn't come to Ice Cube in 20, from 2009 to, 20, to 2016 when he got into office. He, he didn't come to the really the people who are really looking to help black people. I can guarantee you that. Okay, but when, as soon as Trump gets into office, I think he had a conversation with Obama and he said, hey, could you talk to Steve Harvey for me and, you know, um, get him to give me a call? Because, you know, St Steve Harvey is a businessman. Steve Harvey is a hardworking, intelligent businessman and he getting it done. You know what I'm saying? So I think Trump understood that and he wanted to talk to Steve Harvey. So when everyone gave Steve Harvey a hard time for just having a conversation with Trump about helping the black community, see, Trump, Trump been in this since day one, trying to help the black community um, with tangible things that are like, you know, again, everybody, oh, you know, oh, you're a black woman businessman or you're support black businesses and all this other kind of stuff, you know. Um, buy black or, you know, black, buy African-American or whatever. Okay. Trump is doing the same thing. Trump is saying, hey, we want to help you. We want to help black people. We want to do things that are going to be tangible. Um, not, you know, throwing you like um, fake love. Now, what the Democrats do is they're going to throw you a lot of fake love, man. They don't want you to vote. <laughs> they don't want you to, to, um, let me see. They don't want you to live. <laughs> you know, they don't want you to be free. You know, that's what the Democrats are going to say to you. Are going to say to African-Americans, you know, and they're going to make Republicans seem like the worst people ever. And they're going to seem like the best people ever. That's how they're going to paint themselves. We're going to make sure that you, um, that no one discriminates against you. 
And then, you know, everybody's like, yay, yay, you know, we're going to make sure that, um, that, you know, you're going to be treated just like everybody else, you know, everybody, yay, 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 and this is going to be a new day, and everything is going to be better, and, you know, blah, 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 and everybody's just so excited, and it's like, what are, what are you excited, what are you excited about, you know, um, when Barack Obama was in the office, he said all those things to the black community. He, you know, he came to the black churches and everything like that. And when he get, and, and when he got into office, black people know what really happened. Black people understand what really happened because a lot of black people came out. First of all, I heard black people talking about it, and I thought I was the only one that understood what was going on. But I heard black people talk about it. Black that they know that. Barack Obama was not for them, okay? Um, there's a few of us that's not very political like myself, okay? Um, that really came out and was like, uh, wow, you know, this guy was not for us. You know, then you had your P. Diddy's, you had your, um, your um, Tavis Smiley's, um, and his and his partner, and I forgot his name, but he's a professor you had a lot of black people come out and say barack obama underperformed <laughs> for black people big time okay then they drew it back because they can't be because 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 again just like cube you can't be totally honest about what the democrats are doing to black people you just can't do it you know but i appreciate even the half honesty from ice cube from Tavis smiley from p diddy um before they pulled the be, before they retracted their statements, 50 Cent, you know, said, I'm going to vote for Trump. Then he retracts his statement, <laughs> right? So they can't go all the way. And that's the problem is that we can't be halfway standing up for what is right. We got to go full in, standing up for what is right and saying the right things. And because we have a lot of hard problems in our communities, a lot of people are dying being abused, being neglected because of drugs, because of violence, because of gangs. Um, and it's very, very sad. Um, so let's continue to listen to Ice Cube. campaign came to me and asked me to explain to them some of the uh, contract with Black America. That's what I did. I'm not playing no more of these games, these political games. We're not part of a team. We have very raw problems, especially the wealth gap in this country when it comes to black Americans. So I'm going to whoever's in power and I'm going to speak to them about our problems specifically. I'm not going to... Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So Ice Cube, he's upset. He's fed up. He says, I'm not playing games anymore. He knows that the Democrat Party is playing games with, with, with the black community. See, that's the problem is that if you are a female and you won't even talk to this one guy, okay, this one guy is trying to talk to you. And he's like, you know what? I really like you. And, you know, if you were my girl, I would really treat you good. You won't even you won't even talk to him and you call him bad names. You say that he's a deadbeat. You say that, he, that you don't care about me and I hate you. Okay. So you tell this one dude that, right? Okay. That's let's say that his name is Frank. Okay. Then you tell John. Oh, I love you so much. I love you so much. You know, you can have me, okay? I'll do anything you want me to do. Just tell me when to be there. 
you know, and okay, so Frank is a Repub is the is the Republican Party. The female is the African American. I mean, is African Americans, and John is the Democratic Party. Okay, so basically, when you talk about being abused and someone playing games with you, it's not Frank because you don't even talk to Frank. Frank don't have anything to do with you because you don't want anything to do with Frank. Okay, you're talking about John. Okay, so when Ice Cube is talking about no more games, no more political games. He's talking about the Democrats, right? And so that's the big problem that African-Americans really have to understand is that you can't blame Trump and Bush for what's going on in America. You can't blame, um, excuse me, what's going on in black America because their policies are, number one, are pointed toward helping black Americans, all Americans, but specifically black Americans, George Bush first, the first ever, let me, let me go back and read that, the D.C. Opportunity Scholarship Program. Let me see here. The program was the first federally funded school voucher program in the United States. Under President Trump, black unemployment was the lowest ever. So what else do you want? Hispanic unemployment was the lowest ever. So what else do you want? Um, the opportunity zones. Ice Cube is talking about the wealth disparity. That's a nice big word and everything like that. I, you know, Cube is, you know, he's probably from like a middle class background. People might think that he was a gangster or whatever. But from what I heard, he wasn't really like a gangster like that or whatever. But. Um, I don't know what his background is or whatever, but wealth disparity is kind of like a big word that people, you know, it, you know, it sounds nice when people use oh wealth disparity. I don't, I don't care whether it's cube or, or whoever the, who, whoever is using it. It's a, such a stupid word. Okay. It's a dumb word when you talk about African-Americans and what's going on in our community, because if you're not about fixing education, then why are you talking about wealth disparity for you know, why are you talking about how black people don't have the wealth that white people have when we're not talk when we're not going to have an honest conversation about education? OK, so that's a big issue. Opportunity zones will help the, the wealth disparity issues that are in um, in our nation um, that many of them are not racist. They're political because black people chose to have Democrats rule over them. And not do anything for them while they shun the party that actually wants to help them. So that's the big issue the Ice Cube has to come to grips with. If we're going to go all the way to where we need to go. Let's continue. Let me see. I believe that is all that we have. Oh, no. We have a little bit more from Ice Cube. Let's, let's see here. They're talking about minorities. I'm not going there talking about people of color or diversity or none of that stuff. I'm going there for black Americans, the ones who are the descendants of slaves. And that's what I'm going to talk to anybody who's in power with that. So if anybody got a problem with that, it seems like a personal problem. Well, here's the problem, and it is very personable, personal, as you know, for a lot of people of color, because they'll say, well, why would you pick Trump? So let me just translate what Ice Cube just, just said when Cuomo asked him, hey, um, people got a problem, a problem with you working with Trump. 
and Cube says that that's, that sounds like a personal problem to me because I'm trying to help people who are descendants from slaves and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Let me translate what Cube is really saying. What Cube is really saying. What Cube is really saying is, are you stupid? Are you really, really stupid? Okay. Because have you not seen that we haven't gotten anywhere with just dealing with, with the Democratic Party? We haven't gotten anything from the political system. And now I'm really upset. I'm really angry. And I got a contract with Black America because this, this contract with Black America will really help Black people to have better lives. So are you stupid? Are you really, really serious? Like, what are you talking about? You know, and he's upset and he's mad and rightfully so. Rightfully so. You know, now I don't agree with Ice Cube on a lot of things. Um, he said some things this year and I'm not even going to touch on the things that he said this this year because I don't want to disparage him or anything like that. Or even bring up those bad, those very bad things that he said earlier this year that I was upset with him about during the riots and things of that nature. He's actually... He actually did something to fix it, actually, you know, and I give him major props for that, you know, um, to be honest, open and honest with you now that I feel that I really can talk about it because what he did to fix it really comes full circle is he basically attacked Jewish people um, for basically, you know, you know, it's the old, you know, it's the Jewish banker thing, you know. Um, which is the problem for black people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you know, um, anti, um, anti-Semitic stuff, um, that he said earlier this year during the riots and, um, basically egging on the riots and things, things of that nature. I'm glad that he came back with something that was a lot more positive and actually, um, trying to find solutions and people were mad and angry at him because he's trying to find solutions for the black community. So that goes to tell you exactly what we're dealing with here. People who are more concerned about politics than they are about actual human beings and children who are dying in the in the hood, getting shot in the hood, being abused in the hood, you know, because of the poverty and the lifestyles that's going on in the hood. It ain't a whole lot to go on good in the hood, y'all. You know, if we were to be real, you know, people try to glamorize the hood, but... Um, there's a lot of pain that, 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 that is going on and we need to find solutions for those things. And so um, th- that was what Q was addressing is all the people who came out at him and angry at him because of calling him a sellout. You know, you can call me a sellout. <laughs> people have called me a sellout for years because um, they wonder why I'm a Republican. And I'm like, look, I'm a Christian, man. <laughs> I'm a Christian and I'm looking at the issues like honestly, like um, I don't care about the party. I talk about Republicans. I talk about Democrats. I talk about both parties. But um, the Democrats really take the cake on this. Y'all like, why are y'all supporting Democrats for, you know, so I'm used to be calling a sellout, but you can't call Ice Cube a sellout. OK, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can't call me a sellout either. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not a sellout. No way. No how. OK, but you can't call Ice Cube a sellout. OK, and. He's coming around. He's coming around. I'm, I'm I'm just trying to get him to come all the way around because we got to stop playing games, okay? 
I feel just like Ice Cube. We got to stop playing game because I shed tears for the people who are dying in the black community. I see what's going on. You know, I, you know, I see what going on, what's going on with my family and friends. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, um, we have to do something different, y'all. We have to do something different. And that's what Ice Cube understands. And more black people need to understand that. And guess what? Things are getting better because um, in 2016, I think about 12% of black people voted for Donald Trump. In 2020, 23% of black people voted for Donald Trump, even though he still lost. You know, that's what it seems like, unless um, he can win these lawsuits, which I don't think he can. Um, but um, that's a great, you know, that's a positive that came out of the election um, in 2020, a lot more people, black people, voted for Donald Trump. Um, and the Democrats are very scared about that. Barack Obama and a lot of people, Janelle Monet talking down to black people um, because they decided to use their brain and not vote for Democrats. Um, because what Donald Trump said in 2016 is very true. What do you have to lose? What do you have to lose for voting for a Republican instead of voting for Democrats? <laughs> I mean, really, if you live in Chicago, what do you have to lose? If you if you live in New York, what do you have to lose? I mean, come on. So let's continue to listen to Ice Cube as we f f um, finish this up. And it is very personal, personal, as you know, for a lot of people of color, because they'll say, well, why would you pick Trump when he says there's no such thing as systemic nobody. inequality? Say I'm not picking nobody. He's the president. But why He's do you think he'd want to do something for the community when he says there's no such thing as systemic inequality? I don't know what he want to do. I just know what the man said. I know what he said to the country. Uh, I've never met Donald Trump. Um, and I've, uh, so I don't know what he's going to do. I just know what he said he was going to do. So both of them have a plan. Both of them say they're going to do something. Um, and... Who knows what's really going to happen uh, after November 3rd. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Ice Cube. Thank you so much. This is just awesome. Um, and so, basically, let me translate again. When Cube says that I talk to both sides, I really think Cube is saying there is, just as I was just saying about, about Trump, what Trump said in 2016, what do you have to lose? You know? So, black people are in this position that we're in in America because... Because they were made promises and promises and promises. Things are going to get better. If you only vote for me, things will get better. That's what the Democrats promised them over and over and over again. Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, you got to vote for us. You got to vote for us. Michelle Obama, vote like your life depended on it. There's signs in my city, all across, you know, in the what well, in the in the inner city. Vote like your life depended upon it. You know, you gotta vote for Democrats. You gotta vote for Democrats. We gotta get President Trump out of office because he's a racist. He hates black people. You know, blah 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 blah. He just a bad person. He's evil, actually. You know, um, so we gotta get him out of office so we can get Joe Biden into office. Uh, we got to get Barack Obama into office. We got to. It'll be so much better if only Barack Obama was in office. Bush was so bad for us. Bush was so bad. He was so bad. He was so bad. 
So what changed? When Barack Obama got into office, what changed? I have a whole podcast just ready for that also as well that I prepared like right after um, the election that I haven't actually um, done yet. So I can't wait to get to that. But um, this is really like spur of the moment, this one here <laughs> that's going on for about an hour and 15 minutes because I'm playing these clips and everything like that. But um, but yeah, but I think this is really, really informative and really, really good because what happened when Barack Obama got into office in Chicago, they set a record for murders almost back-to-back years, 2015 and 2016, after seven, um, five and six years of Barack Obama being president, they set a record in murders. Um, the black community economically wasn't doing much better. Actually, they were doing better under Bush, actually. If you look at um, housing, um, um, jobs and things of that nature. Um, it was much better under Bush than it was under Obama. Okay. Um, so then Trump comes in and again, much better economy for black people, for Hispanics, much better economy, um, for everybody. Okay. So now Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are in office. So now I want to see the the answer to Cube's Cube's answer to Cuomo is again Cuomo is just a Democrat. He's just a liberal media person who's representing the Democrats. He's not trying to find the truth. He's not trying to help black people. He's not trying to help people. He's just trying to he he has a political agenda. Okay, so what Cube is saying is <laughs> what Biden and Kamala Harris told Cube was we'll talk to you after the election. Okay. He Cube at this point and Cuomo does at this point doesn't know that Biden's gonna win and Trump's gonna lose. Even though a lot of people figured that, okay. Um, even me as a Trump supporter, um, I wasn't so sure that Trump was gonna win because of the polls and just because people was very upset at Trump. And I just wasn't sure how many people were were, were gonna I mean, yeah. I wasn't sure how many people was was gonna actually show up for Trump. But I was pretty sure that a lot of people was gonna show up to vote against Trump. Okay, so that turned out to be true, unfortunately. Um, so now Joe Biden and Kamala Harris will be in the big boy and girl seat and they're going to be able to sit down with Ice Cube. This is very, very interesting because Cube is saying, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. It's a very honest answer, right? Especially from a person who has been abused. If you have been if you've ever been in, in an abusive relationship. And you're hoping that that person actually changes. Then that's your only answer. Like, I don't know what's going to happen in a year. I don't know what's going to happen, you know, in two months. I don't know if they're going to continue to abuse me or neglect me or if they're going to actually change. So that's what that's what basically that's basically what Ice Cube is saying. Well, Mr. Cube, you're going to get your opportunity to see what <laughs> Joe and Kamala are going to do because President Trump and his team sat down with you before the election saying, hey, because there was, wasn't that what Cube was saying? Cube was saying, I want to know before we vote in November exactly what you are going to bring to the table and promise, okay? I want some promises. I want you to tell me that um, X, Y, and Z details and we're going to agree on some details before I give you my vote. So that's a wise thing for him to do to hold the Democratic Party accountable 
and we need to hold people accountable. I am all for that. I don't I don't care if you if you're tough on Trump. Just be fair. You know, hold politicians accountable. I I have held Republicans and Donald Trump accountable myself as a Republican, okay? Because I don't play that stuff. I don't I don't play those games. I don't play those political games, okay? Jesus died because of politics. I don't I don't want to go into that right now. I've gone going into that a whole bunch, but um, on my um, Christian podcast, Prophetic Gems USA. Um, but yeah, so that's what Cube is saying. So Cube, Mr. Cube, I can't wait to see what happens. I want to see Joe Biden and Kamala Harris sit down with you and agree on some of the things that are in your plan. And I want to see them fight for it. I want to see them push for it. And I, because I know, actually, um, after looking through some of his plan, I know I don't agree with a lot of it, but there is um, some of it that I do agree with it. There is some of it that I do agree with. I, actually, there's a good bit of it that I've heard or that I've read that I do actually agree with. It's things that are very, very workable, very, very workable. Okay. Um, even down to things that are more controversial, like, like reparations um i think that reparations are appropriate for african-americans because we have been through a lot in this country um and it set us back you know um really far now it's time for us to stop complaining about the system and stop complaining about what other people are doing to us and we need to take advantage of what we have in this country um, and because we're blessed in this country, we are so blessed in this country. Um, now having said that we cannot deny what black people have been through in this country as well, you know, um, and that's very recent, you know, my parents grew up in, um, the forties and the fifties. And so when they were growing up, their parents were being disrespected. Their parents were going through, um, a lot of negative things and that was passed down to my parents. Okay. Um, so my parents was the first generation of black people to really be able to experience, um, a free life in America, but they had already seen the ugliness of, um, Jim Crow and their parents had already experienced, um, the ugliness of Jim Crow and their parents before them had experienced slavery and things of that nature. And all of the negative things that it did to the black community that we're still um, overcoming to this day. So, um, but, you know, everybody's been through, every culture has been through some very tough things. So as African-Americans, we have to stop crying. Um, we have to get up and we need to, um, just like everybody else got up, okay? The, you know what I'm saying? The Jews got up, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The Jews went through a lot more than we did, all right? Um, and we have to... Um, be better and but at the same time the government has a responsibility and we need to understand that we got to stop playing games just like ice cube said um now lastly i want to prove a point to you with mr senator tim scott um and, and, and senator tim scott is talking about police reform okay so if you go to the contract with black america with ice cube um, on his website, he talks about police reform a lot with Miss April Ryan. He was talking about police reform a lot as well. 
So I want to show I, Mr. Ice Cube and anybody else who's who's wondering who is really on their side when it comes to police reform. Okay, so if you don't know who Senator Tim Scott is, he's an African American senator from South Carolina, and I almost never see this guy get mad, but he got mad in July, I believe, when after. George Floyd died, and everybody's, you know, we got to have police reform, defund the police, abolish the police, and all the other kind of stuff, you know. And people that's, you know, hating on police and everything like that, police getting shot, police, police getting killed, or whatever. And it's like, we have, to have, we have to have police reform, everybody. We have to have police reform, right? So Senator Tim Scott brings a police reform bill that he's been working on for years. He brings it, he, he brings it to the Senate floor, and they tell him um and democrats don't allow it to go further you know so he's really upset about that so let's hear what mr tim scott has to say about that let's see here we wouldn't be here if it were not as senator purdue alluded to the death of yet another african-american man george floyd's his murder is why the country has given us the opportunity to lead to lead. And my friends on the other side just said no. Okay, and I must say that the previous clip was from CNN as well. Um, this clip is from ABC News. And as you hear Senator Tim Scott say, you know, we have an opportunity to make a change. We have an opportunity to make an impact on our nation and on the African-American community with police reform. And they don't want to do it. So let's hear why they don't want to do it. Let's go up a little bit. What, pray tell, is the problem? Well, I finally realized what the problem is, Mr. President. The actual problem is not what is being offered. It is who is offering it. it took me a long time figure out the most obvious thing in the room. So I realized finally, it's the who that's offering this. Now, I so the thing about this is, is that they never got police reform. So after all this marching and, you know, spitting at police officers and shooting police officers, attacking police officers, running police officers over, burning down the downtown, burning down black businesses, white businesses, Hispanic businesses, Asian businesses, um, Arabian businesses, um, everybody business, grocery stores, um, just, you know, looting and just hurting people, women, men, it didn't matter, um, harassing people's cars, you know, Black Lives Matter, you know, all this, all this stuff, you know. After all that, we got no police reform bill, y'all. No police reform bill. And Senator Tim Scott is telling us why. Because the Democrats were playing politics. They didn't want to get a police reform form, a police reform bill. And let's hear more on why Mr. Tim Scott, Senator Tim Scott thinks that we did not get a police reform bill. Let's see here. And again, that's something that Ice Cube is very is very concerned about. And I want him to give Senator Tim Scott and President Trump a lot of credit 
for the police reform that they have already done and what they tried to do. And I want Ice Cube to hold Democrats accountable and, and, and people like him and black people hold Democrats accountable for what they did not do. Let's see here. 
and Kamala Harris are in because Joe and Barack, they have done so much for black people, okay? They've done so much and they're going to do so much more for black people, okay? So don't be trying to ask them what they did. Don't, don't be trying to hold them accountable, Hannity. Come on, man. Remember them doing a thing. Not that I can recall, but I do remember one thing that Joe Biden did in 1994. He passed a crime bill that his Democrat opponent said locked up disproportionately African-American men. And it took President Trump to come along through the First Step Act and reverse the carnage, the damage, the disrespect done to the black community. He reversed it. President Trump made up for the bad decisions of Vice President Biden. Mm, mm, mm. Man, that's some good stuff. That is some good stuff right there. As I said before, when I started this podcast episode, I said this is going to be one of the biggest indictments on uh, the Democrats is what they have done with education. Um, I did not intend to go into the to, to the police reform. Until I looked at my second thought was, okay, well, after I show them about the DC voucher program, I'm going to bring on Ice Cube because he has something to say that's very, very important for us to hear. Um, Again, I greatly respect Ice Cube, you know, um, for what he's done because he's rich, man. He's rich. He's wealthy. He's never have to worry about money again. Um, This guy's so rich. All right. Um, his children have gone to private school. Probably, I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure that they went to private school. Um, if he has any children right now who are school age, they're going to private school. He doesn't have to worry about that, all right? Um, they don't they don't even have to go to school. He'll probably just teach them how to manage money or you know whatever whatever whatever, right? But of course, he sent his children to private school, right? He doesn't have to worry about his children, um, or his family, right? Um. But he is really concerned about what's happening in black America and what's happening in America. Okay, so um, I want to give him a lot of credit for him. I greatly respect his stance, even though I don't agree with it. So we had to hear from him. But then when I looked into what he was really talking about, I had to bring up the opportunity zones that President Trump started up because it's the answer to a lot of the things that he is looking for answers for. And it's like, hey, Q, you know, like, do you know that President Trump has an answer for that? Are you going to give him credit for that? You know, um, because we need to work with those, just as Cube said, we need to work with those who will work for us, who are working for us. OK, no more games. So that brought me to Tim Scott again, who has answers to Cube's contract with Black America. So um, I want Black Americans to really. Um, work more with Republicans and less with Democrats. Um, and also, I want Republicans and Christians to also understand what black Americans actually need if we really care about the black community as well. I got some, I got some things coming um, because actually I've always believed that Republicans should be planning schools. Stop talking about black Americans so much. Stop talking about Africa. Stop talking about African-Americans so much, you know, because you have a lot of black conservatives as well that are very tough on African-Americans. And we need to start planning schools instead of talking about people as much, okay? Nothing wrong with holding people responsible and shining a light on issues. 
But how about planning some schools in the black community? How about, you know, being a great advocate for um, school choice instead of and understanding what's what people are going through, you know? So um, conservatives and Republicans can do a lot more, too. I must say that as well. And I'm going to talk about that more as well. Um, so I just wanted to walk you through how I felt. And I and I think that this is one of the biggest weapons that we can use against the liberals who claim that they care about black people. They care. They, they said that they care about black people. They said it say that um, Republicans are so bad. Let them hear this podcast, <laughs> you know, bring up the issues that, I, that I've just brought to you about how terrible, how they have treated the black community so bad, how they have abused the black community and neglected the black community when it comes to the issues of education and also police reform, which Democrats hold in their hands, most likely because Cube says in, in the April um, and in the Tim, and, excuse me, in the April Ryan interview, he talks about we need better attorney generals and more and better district attorneys. Guess what? The Democrats usually black people are voting for Democrats. In Minneapolis, um, is Democrats okay on the city council? Democrat mayors in Seattle, in Houston, in Dallas, in New York, in Chicago. All these Democrat places, okay, that black people are having a hard time with the police. Talk to the Democrats about that. Don't talk to the Republicans about it. We don't have anything to do with that, okay? Talk to the Democrats, okay? They're supposed to be your people. They're they're supposed to be, you know, you know, Moses, you know, Jesus, you know what I'm saying, to black people. So that's what black people have made them to be, okay? That's what they have made themselves to be the black people, okay? Obama might as well, Obama might as well just walk on water or something like that, okay? So talk to them about those issues with the police because they're in charge of that. They're also in charge of the schools, okay? So um, that's what it comes down to, you know? Um, Democrats, liberals, you have a big indictment on yourself on how you have treated the black community and it has to change. Well, thank you for listening to this podcast. You can go to prelyfluent.com if you would like to amplify my voice. Um, and you can give to this podcast through Patreon. I don't want you to give a whole bunch. Anywhere from $1 to $5 would be an awesome um, help for us to amplify this program and to bring you um, great content, great insights. Um, and we're going to continue to be better and better and better. Um, this will just spur the moment. I just put it together after I came home from work and everything like that. And I hope, hope you really enjoyed it. Please share it and subscribe. Have a great night and be blessed.